Welcome to Pulling Teeth, episode 114. Um, Nick was not available at the last recording due to him ironically having his tooth pulled at long last. So <clears throat> we'll be able to regale you with tales of that in the next episode. And um, and then get on with new things in other parts of our life and things can get productive again, maybe, for Nick. Hopefully. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, this episode's going to be put together from a load of bits that were pulled out of other episodes. Some because they didn't quite fit, and some because we just ran way too long. Now, I'm not going to pretend that any of it's mine, because, let's face it, uh, nothing of mine gets taken out of the show at any point, really. Um, Because it's gold. It is gold. Um, And uh, Nick tends to be the one that's a bit long-winded, frankly. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be mostly his stuff. Um, but I'll chime in with a, yeah, hmm, oh, oh, right, yeah, and, uh, and a laugh and stuff here and there. Um, so enjoy episode 114, however it turns out, um, and we'll see you next week for something new and hopefully a pain-free Nick. Enjoy. Oh, oh, uh, contact information, because I'm not going to put it at the end, because that's... Too much hard work to do this twice. Uh, you can email us at wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us at pullingteethpod on Twitter. I'm at singitsteve. He is uh, at Nick Snip. And um, yeah, so get in touch if you want to. If not, doesn't matter. Enjoy the show. Passports, please. Have a banana. My whole weekend is ruined. Hung him for 28 days. Leader of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. Should I kill myself? And, um... I can only get jobs when they can't see my face. Now, this next story, I don't... I couldn't follow. I think I got it now. Is that good? No, it's just that badly written. Oh. And it's, it, I've seen a lot of these kind of things where there's so many articles now that I read. I'm like, this feels like this was like panic written the, and I, within 30 minutes yeah. to try and reach a deadline or something because there's stupid spelling mistakes or the wrong images used or it's just all over the place. But I just couldn't understand it. So I'm going to read it carefully and then see what you think. A woman who let 18-year-old son rot to death in a soiled nappy panicked when she hid his dead baby when she hid dead baby in rucksack. <laughs> right so a mother oh. accused of allowing her teenage son to rot to death toe in the water has t- yeah, yeah it's pretty, <laughs> pretty fucked up has told a court that she panicked when she hid the corpse of her infant child in a rucksack right Dawn Cranston standing trial accused of the manslaughter by gross negligence of 18 year old Jordan Burling recounted the day police found the remains of the baby now what, what do you think ha- what do you think this story is about at the moment because I was lost already um, and it might just be that my brain just was like, "What? I don't understand." Babies, ba- babies, babies died. Yeah. Um, so uh, she, well, yeah, baby died, and she she panicked and hid it in a rucksack rather than telling but him where it is. On, they keep on bringing up this eighteen-year-old son rotting to death. Oh, so eighteen-year-old son rotted to death, and she panicked when she hid the corpse of her infant child in a rucksack. Well, an 18-year-old is not an infant child. You've mentioned a baby. 18-month-old. Maybe 18-month-old. No, no, 18-year-old. Oh. 
it's just I don't un- I think it's I think it's just badly written. Well, I I didn't really understand. It. I had to read it quite a few times. The forty-five-year-old has admitted a charge of concealing the birth of a child by secretly disposing of a body, claiming she had hidden the stillbirth at the family's home in Farnley, Leeds, since two thousand two. It was like, what's going that's on? A different baby. That's the thing. Baby. I think. I think because that's enough of the confusion now, right? Yeah. I think. A woman who was conv- convicted of letting her 18-year-old son rot to death also had a stillborn 16 years ago yeah. and just put the corpse in a rucksack. So they're two separate stories right. about the same woman. Okay. I think that's the, that's the only thing that I've been able to make sense of. I think that's what's going on. Because how can you let your 18-year-old st- st- rot to death if it was a stillborn? Yeah, that's the only thing. She told jurors at Leeds Crown Court on Friday she'd been unaware of the pregnancy until she started to feel something really heavy in her body half an hour before giving birth. Mm. If I remember rightly, I don't think its eyes were open, she said, remembering it. I heard no noise, nothing. There were no signs of life. I just panicked as nobody else knew that I was pregnant. She claimed her intention was to bury the remains, but didn't get round to it. 16 years. (laughs) Just, just, uh, backpack with a dead baby in it oh i'll get round to that i'm bad you know at being organized and putting chores off etc yeah i think if I'd, I'd like to think that i'd bury a dead baby pretty quick yeah or at least call an ambulance hi i've just found a dead baby it was yeah. in me now it's not <laughs> you know i just think that um there were no signs of life as she claimed her intention was to bury the remains um, but was unable to do so as there were always other people in the house. She was always socialising. She always had friends around. Don't look in that backpack. Everything's fine. Let's have a drink. Let's watch Orange is the New Black. Don't look in the backpack. Everything's fine. <laughs> don't worry. Don't talk to my teenage son. He's busy rotting to death in nappies. Yeah. But don't look in the... Well, to be fair, how can there be so many people in the house when they don't notice a rotting 18-year-old in nappies? And they don't notice a backpack with a dead baby in it. Oh. You can't be having people around all that. That's a bollocks excuse. Yeah. I'd be surprised she's got friends if that's how she treats her kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, the infant was uncovered. The infant, the, the dead baby, was uncovered by police in a rancid smelling bag. Fair enough. Well, yeah. As they carried out a property search following the death of the 18-year-old. Right. 14 years after the baby's birth. Right. So, yeah, upon discovering that the... the her 18-year-old son rotted to death in her house. They also found the dead baby. No details about that, though. <coughs> huh? No details about her son, how he rotted to death. Uh, I think it goes on a little bit more. Um, jurors were told that Mr. Burling, which is the 18-year-old, refused to go to a doctor, which his mother claimed was the result of a previous bad experience where he'd been turned away from uh, a doctor's for being a minute late. If you're late, you're late reorganize another appointment yeah. that's harsh but yeah, yeah. It's, it's how it's how you do stuff she I'm said rotting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to a hospital go to a walking clinic took me, <laughs> took me a minute longer to get here because that's how long it takes when you've only got one foot <laughs> yeah. when you need to shed skin yeah. or disinfect yourself yeah. on a regular basis um she said that despite him talking like normal it had become evident he was unwell and started to wear nappies after refusing to get out of his chair. Um, and then he just rotted to death. He didn't think he'd die. I mean, I didn't want him to die, she said. She said. I told him, you've Convincing. got to look after me when I get older. 
And he said he would. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> she denies manslaughter what by gross negligence. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rotting to death instead of looking after me. Don't trust someone who's rotting to look after you. They can't look after themselves. <laughs> look at you sitting there with no skin. <laughs> with a man baby you. tucked underneath your chair. Grow up. <laughs> She denies manslaughter by gross negligence. I don't understand how you could deny that. If you're the responsible parent and they're rotting in front of you. Yeah. And depends you're not changing their nappies and so they're dying. Technically, it depends when he turned 18. But... Yeah, but... Still. Yeah. You're a bad parent. Living in the house. Yeah. It's you're, not... It, yeah. You're a bad parent. Yeah. It's, got, it's obviously gross negligence. Um, as do Mr. Burling's grandmother, a 70-year-old, and his sister... So these three people all deny ignoring their dying family member. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he died. The trial continues. So we'll find out more. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait um, for another badly written article. I'm guilty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll just merge it in with something else about, I don't know, the new clip art images that have been uploaded. <laughs> just pop it in there. New Put emojis the and dead babies. <laughs> and don't forget, you know that woman who ignored her son to death? And, yeah. Had a ba- had a kind of a dead baby. Yeah, yeah. She's also guilty. Yeah, yeah. A guilty emoji, <laughs> <laughs> rotting emoji, <laughs> baby in a baby in a backpack emoji. Emoji. <laughs> um, this one's been out for a couple of weeks now, but we haven't discussed it. Uh, okay. Netflix film crews have been banned from looking at each other for longer than five seconds. Yeah, I've heard that from in the Me else. Too movement. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has introduced an, a new anti new anti harassment rules in the wake of the Me Too movement on set that reportedly include no looking at anyone for longer than five seconds, no lingering hugs, no flirting, and no asking for a colleague's phone number. Um. That, okay. Well, let's just take the, the the mechanics of not asking for a friend's phone number. Yeah. For a colleague's phone number. Yeah. Just like let's do rehearsals. Okay. When? Um. When are you free? Okay, um, when can we organise this? I'll text... No, I can't text you. Yeah. I'll cut... No. Okay. Well, will this... T- what if you're running late? Just don't... You can't let me know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, we'll just hope that it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Just be here at this time, and if you're not, we'll just cut you You can't ask for colleagues' phone numbers? Can't. So, like, as opposed to everywhere else in the world, where you can form relationships at work and be treated like an adult... As a lot of people form find their partners in working environments, you just you can't do it on set at Netflix anymore because <laughs> you know me too. But it's, well, is asking for a colleague's phone number sexual harassment? Um, it's just it's just Depends deemed as it's just deemed as inappropriate. I guess they're just trying to cut out all relationshipy kind of things, all possible relationshipy kind of things. And these aren't necessarily sexual. No, you can make eye contact with your friends. Yeah. So it's all friendships they're trying to yeah. re- make, remove so, as well. Yeah, but like, like it's but it's ridiculous. Like every everyone's going to seem like fucking autistic because they can't look at each other while they're talking. But if you're filming a scene, you can't yeah. have a lingering gaze. Yeah, I guess that's. I, I, I guess that there, there must be an exception. There for has that. to be. It's different for the actors, and that's yeah. why they tried to kill John McAfee. <laughs> they, had, they got drunk on the power of eye contact. <laughs> but. The, um, <clears throat> well, the thing is, right, I can understand yeah. the idea behind it. It's, again, once it's put in front of someone who knows anything, 
Yeah. They would just go, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And they just haven't. Yeah, exactly. So I understand the idea behind it of they're trying to remove people staring at them from across rooms and sexual eye contact and all that kind of... They're trying to remove it. I don't think they should, but that's no. what they're trying to do. Yeah. And... But then it just becomes, well, that means you have to employ people who time how long people are looking at each other. Yeah. And when you're, you're doing that, you have to look at them. Yeah. But you can't look at their eyes <laughs> because if they look at you, you're incriminating yourself. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you possibly manage that? You can't. You can't. There's no way to do it. It's just... It'll, what it's if just someone's daydreaming and they're not focused and their eyes are looking towards you? That's what I was... I space out a lot. Like, yeah. and like just staring staring at somebody. Yeah. And, like, it, that happens all the time. You just... You can't police it. You can't no. organise it. You can't manage it. But it's also, impossible. what if you try to police it? What if someone goes to their boss now and says, Daniel looks at me for six seconds and then Daniel gets sacked for looking at someone for six <laughs> seconds? Well, it's in, it's in the contract. You know, you're not yeah. allowed to look at people. Yeah. How do they have yeah, how do they have meetings, you know, that just turn their head the opposite direction and go, yeah. you take over now, Jeremy. Yeah. I just I can't look where you're going. Also, how do you know that Daniel was looking at you for six seconds? Because you were looking at him for six seconds. Yeah, yeah. If you looked away at any point, what's to say that he didn't? Yeah, so both But you people, can't police this at you all. Just need, it's ridiculous. You need one of those um like neck braces they've got in uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. I think it was a uh, red what was, oh no, oh my God, I'm forgetting it now. But there was a Russian Arnie film where the prisoners had like neck braces on and if they got a certain distance away from the prison, it just exploded, decapitating them. Oh, we're just start having, oh. We're still going to have to start having, it was called Red Something, I think. Red Dawn? No, that's Charlie Sheen, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the having it as, that's the only way you can monitor it because, yeah, both people would have mutually assured destruction is now the sexual tolerance policy of Netflix. Mm. And just not asking people's numbers, lingering hugs. A lingering hug, by definition, I'm pretty sure, is not preset at a specific time. No. It's longer than it should have been. Yeah. So, how, who, again, who decides what that is? It's just, it's complete nonsense. Like, okay, yeah, exactly, a hug. You both initiate a hug. One of you starts to feel uncomfortable after a certain amount of time. That is nobody's fault. Get over it. <laughs> like, it's, unless, like, they're, like, squeezing your ass or something. Like, unless there's something like that. But that's that. not a hug. No, that's no. a hug plus something else. Yeah, yeah. And the rules are clear on the everything else. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like you, you how could, do you know people are paying attention if you can't look them in the eyes? That's how you tell if people are paying attention. Well, that is human communication. Yeah. That's what we've always, we do it with fucking animals. Yeah. Well, apparently you're not meant to make eye contact with dogs. I don't believe it, but, because I've always made eye contact with my dogs. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, I have. No, but apparently it's a alpha thing an alpha thing yeah, yeah. Like you're challenging them and that's why if you stare at some dogs they start growling yeah because they think it's a challenge right okay so like maybe a dog wrote the sexual misconduct laws for Netflix I don't know yeah <laughs> I, I read this other thing about dogs this week that was if you if a, a, a dog uh, trying to lick your face is a sign of submission so it's submitting to you as the as, as, as the alpha mm-hmm. um, but if you then try to do it to the dog the dog freaks the fuck out because you're upsetting the the order of things, apparently. It's already told you, like, you're the boss. Like, it doesn't want to be the boss. And you try and make it the boss and it just freaks out. I've never well, tried to lick my dog. but like, I nuzzle my dog. That's that's different. The like, it thing. literally, like, it, it's, it's literally, like, li- licking around the mouth and stuff like that. Right. 
Apparently, it's it, it it freaks a lot of dogs out. Well, I read something weird um, that you're not meant to pay attention to your dog. That's there's a main rule, right? And that you're only meant to give the dog attention when the dog comes to you. Right. You should never go over to your dog and give it love. You should just wait for the dog to be in need of love yeah. and come to you because you are the owner and you don't go to it to love it. It comes to you for your love. Right. And it's just like, I don't... Who is ignoring their dog? Yeah. Who's like... <laughs> dogs that work at Netflix, I can understand that if you can't make eye contact with it, you're not going to give it any love whatsoever. So it's just, you know, what are you going to... How... How one? How can you ignore your dog? Mm. And two, how can you avoid from interacting with your dog unless it's on the dog's terms? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I don't understand any of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, UK consumer watchdog, which said to get the best deals on Black Friday, shoppers have to prepare thoroughly, research products beforehand, and be wary of unusual brands. Yeah, if someone tries to sell you a potato phone, <laughs> just say, just say no. no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 lead me on with your weird stories that turn into racist tirades. Stop buying whatever. things out of vans. Yeah, just please, just learn from the history. <laughs> like, just I mean, uh, there there are still people. I mean, I did cold calling for a little bit, and I hated it. But there were people who were still, you know, what was the first thing like PPI? Yeah, people just don't have PPI, and I get phone calls. Because uh, I didn't know this. Apparently, it's Ill, um, in your contract with your car insurance mm. to deny all responsibility for any accident that ever occurs. Like you're contractually obligated to what? lie. <laughs> yeah, I always saw that. I was like, that sounds absolutely ridiculous, yeah. and maybe it is. But I've had. I think I've had a. I had a motorcycle accident that um, I believe someone claimed on, or something. So, there was so, there was a, an accident that a claim was made against me and there was a, I had an accident where I took all responsibility for it I was like yeah that was me yeah you know I, I'm sorry I was going to say I, d- I did the same a few years ago and, like, yeah. and nothing came of it, it was just, and I get so yeah. many calls saying like oh have you been injured in an accident that wasn't I your fault I still get those and I was like yeah. no it was I, I got it. they've got it's, it was my fault Yeah, like, they've got a signed piece of paper of me saying yep it was me and they're like no you, you can't do that it's like well, I'll, I'm, it's either that or I, you know, obstruct justice. Which, which do you want yeah. me to do? <laughs> just, like, just try and get away with murder, or what? You know, what, yeah. do you, what do you want? What do you want from me? So I don't know whether that's, um, you know, people are obligated to try and avoid giving the truth, contractually <laughs> obligated, and they don't realise because they just like yes to terms and conditions, <laughs> lie to all the officers you meet. But you can't. There, there isn't. Um... I, I, my thought was always that um, the law supersedes everything as mm. far as contracts and terms and conditions and everything goes like that. You can put whatever you like in there as long as it's above the law. If it if it's if it's against the law, yeah, um, then person can agree to it, but the term is null and void. Like it's yeah. it's like you can. You, you can you could agree to accept responsibility for fucking murder or something, but it's like, well, if you didn't do it, then yeah. that, just because I got this this signed fucking terms and conditions that says all murders committed in two thousand seventeen <laughs> were by uh, this guy, yeah, <laughs> doesn't make it true. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah. So I guess in summary of all those stories, one. Take responsibility for you and your children if you're going to yeah. 
you're going to go to a medieval themed Santa's Grotto, <laughs> just be yeah. wary that there might be, I don't know, people on the horses lancing each other. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not the most family, fr- maybe the medieval period of history wasn't the most child safe. Yeah. You know, for Santa, I don't know. Yeah, and but also maybe if you're making a Santa's Grotto, don't put dead reindeer everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that and assume that it's just going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the books that are in your children's classes. I mean, when I was in, I was before, before whatever this school was, uh, like years one, and I started in year one in the UK because I came from America. Coming from America, from the UK, um, so I started in year one, and then I had year two, and then I went to another building for the second half of my primary school education. I don't know whether there's a name for that, but um, it's like yeah, well, that's year, like middle school, isn't it? Again, I don't know, but year two, which was how old is year two? Like eight? Feels like eight, seven or eight? I think seven. Yeah, seven. seven. So when I was seven, I was because I, I, I was quite a good reader at school, and so I would read like adult books. And <laughs> it seems weird to think about it, but in the book they were like color coded the difficulty of books because there were people who couldn't read very well, people who could, and the books that I was reading was like Bravo two zero <laughs> <laughs> in like year two, and I remember reading these books that were like um, of uh, like police like detectives badmouth detectives in new york or something like that they're just probably books that people just brought in yeah here's a book (laughs) for kids to read and i was reading i think i was in in different years of of primary school just going like i was counting how many swear words i found in them and like telling people across the class like i found seven swear words (laughs) what the fuck is a pleb i don't know (laughs) all these kind of things so like, I was reading those books. I wasn't reading Sleeping Beauty. I'd be more worried about the psychopath who's reading Bravo to Zero in your school. <laughs> then the person, someone reading, if I grow my hair really long and I live in a tower guarded by a dragon, <laughs> I don't like the way that tentates about kids. And again, this is, again, me, I don't really care about, I don't, I don't care about whether a kid reads Sleeping Beauty or not. Mm. It doesn't make any difference to me. Um, if you don't want your kid to read Sleeping Beauty and you don't want it in the school, then fine. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to give read read my kid read my children children's stories, I'd do it yeah. at home in our own time. It, ultimately, you're responsible for your child, but you're not responsible for everyone else's. And yeah. nor should you ever assume responsibility for anyone else's. Like, you, it's... yeah, but don't read don't read a book to your child in the safety of your own home and then complain to the school that you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. don't do it. Like again, teach your child to read things and and make their own decisions. Yeah, and stand up for what they believe in, as opposed to yeah, you know, if someone reads you a book, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> even like textbooks. Like just like take the information and process it in your own head and come up with your own answer, mm. and then fair, you know figure out if maybe you come up with wildly different answers and yeah. maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing, but it's a learning process. But also, don't I, I don't the, the the fucking Sleeping Beauty thing is like well, firstly, it's not teaching kids to fucking rape. Let's mm. take that argument off the table because that's the most retarded fucking thing I've ever heard. If anything, but, it's telling kids not to eat apples. <laughs> I swear that's the thing, isn't it? She eats an apple and then she goes into a coma. Uh, Snow White. Oh, well then how did this woman fall asleep then? I don't know. No. I can't remember. She's beautiful though. (laughs) (laughs) She was so beautiful, she died. Or I don't know, fell asleep. Also, like, if if there's, regardless of gender, it doesn't matter. If there's a, a little girl asleep, 
and a little boy goes up and kisses her while she's asleep. You don't go up to the boy and say, stop raping that young girl, <laughs> because that's not what he's doing. Yeah. Like, it's, it, and it, it's, there is no malicious intent there at all. The idea that even it, if it would influence him to do that, and then to call him a rapist, like, is well, yeah, so backwards. That's just a, a people trying to um, take hold of the victimhood. And be like, because someone kissed me while I was asleep, I deserve all the attention, the yeah. same amount of attention as someone who was horrifically raped. Yeah. It's like, no, it, it may, maybe it is um, sexually wrong for somebody to kiss someone who's unconscious, but it depends on context. Again, like you can kiss your wife for 50 years while she's asleep yeah. and not be, you know, a criminal. Yeah. But I read an article recently um, that asked the question, should I report sexual harassment if it ended up in a relationship? So, like, um, I think there was a workplace a relationship. A woman was in a relationship and her boss was flirtatious or perverted towards her. Mm. Um, she broke up with her partner and then ended up dating this guy. And, then, you know, uh, she I think she used him for a job reference. Yeah. And he helped her with her. With his, he helped her with her career. Mm. And now she's like, well, do I report him for sexual abuse? Because he was harassing me before... We were dating and all that kind of thing, and that's why that's the second layer of that's like that's a whole complicated well, ridiculous is, situation. Where this you is go, why saying like, well, you say, well, like, what's the line? And they say, well, the line is consent. It's like, okay, but what's consent? Because mm. consent can be consent in some instances. In in other instances, it can turn into consent, and you have to decide where that is. For people who believe in no sex before marriage, the line is very simple. Mm. Are we married? No, then no sex. Like, but uh, and no, no sex, no relationship, no nothing. Mm. We're, we're not married. That's my line. And I'm not saying that like that's the right way to do it. I'm just saying for them that line is a lot easier. But it's, it's there's there's no grey area in that at all. That's very black and white. Mm. But then people try to say that consent is very black and white, and it's not in that instance in particular. Like there's the, if you you can't. You, I, I don't understand how, in some instances, you can call things harassment in retrospect. Yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. turned into a good thing for you, because that's just flirting, right? And then well, you have to say, well, where, where in flirting is, is wh- what part of flirting is harassment? Well, it's in, because um, all flirting is uninvited. Yeah. Well, again, I think that's, that's another conversation because you can make yourself known to be looking for flirtation. Like if you went into a room and you do the fonts, that means you're a sexist. <laughs> yeah, but then you you're muddying the the line even more. But I've I've heard com- uh, female comedians say things, and obviously this is just comedians saying these things. But it's an interesting thought that sexual harassment is only sexual harassment if you're not attracted to them. Because if someone's delivering a, a flirtatious line to somebody, mm. um, if if they were attracted to them, then it's flirtation. If it's not, yeah. then it's unwanted sexual attention. Yeah. And you go like, well, then that's 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 the weirder grey area. Where you go like, yeah, hang on, it can't be consent with that level of context, yeah, because well, that that can't be as extreme a crime just because you happen not to be attracted to black guys. <laughs> that doesn't make him a pervert because he used the same line on you as a white guy did, yeah, and you know you didn't like it when the black man said it, yeah. It's like. To a whole new level. That's why I think it's just when it becomes physical, then. That's, but that's when it then it when it changes because yeah. there is a social rule where you can't touch other people. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of like we all kind of agree with that. Yeah. Like I, when I was a waiter, I, <laughs> I, I I did anything for tips, right? 
<laughs> but the weirdest I ever felt, I worked in a family restaurant and a lot of the other waiters would like play with the kids. Yeah. It had like robotic gorillas in a jungle thing. And like, people would pick up the kids and like, oh, look at this gorilla. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. It's the weirdest thing in the world to pick up some kid yeah. and just be like, you know, cause I've, I've got a younger brother. I used to do that yeah. kind of stuff when I, when I was younger. But it still felt like this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I should not be doing this. <laughs> but it, it's okay in that scenario because of my role as a waiter. And, you know, if you worked in Charlie Chalk and you gave a fizzy pop to a kid. A mm. fizzy pop. <laughs> Fizz pop. <laughs> Fizz pop and a roll of licorice or something. <laughs> So yeah, there's definitely a social rule to not touch people, and I think that kind of makes a lot of sense. So that's kind of the line. Yeah. And now it's just becoming more and more uh, verbal, and I think that there's an argument for that, but there's not a solution for that. So mm. I think the solution is you need to learn how to defend yourself in a verbal situation, rather than every. We should make people stop saying these words or make yeah. people like in France. They're trying. There's a, there's a campaign to remove gender from the French language a language that is built on gender for oh, words and stuff so like that. stupid. And you go, I understand, you know, that you believe strongly about this. But one, do you think this is the most important thing in the world right now? Two, do you think that's as damaging to, to you as you think it is to the rest of the world? Yeah. Like, and there are, I, I've had a few arguments with a few crazy people. And one of the crazy people I had an argument with once was trying to argue that about this topic, saying that the French term for nuclear missile is male, and that makes so much sense when you think about it. And you go like, no, it's why just... does it make sense? Well, because it looks like a penis. Like, well, is pencil also a, a male thing? Is yeah. javelin? I don't is know. Is anything that's pointy? I don't know. Yeah. And then you go, well, oh, because it brings about death and destruction, and that's yeah. always a male thing. It's like. I think you're projecting onto this way more than anyone's yeah. trying to infer from this. This was literally all languages had a gender and uh, yeah. English became so working class and moronic yeah. that they, we just stopped using gender for things. It wasn't like we had a great thought yeah. and it's like, I know, we'll remove gender. I think it was just poorer, poorer communities just stopped using it and were using it badly yeah. and it evolved into a new language. Yeah. So yeah, people are trying to campaign for it, and people are trying to campaign against it, and it's just like Bruce has to take a deuce. You know, <laughs> what toilet is he going to use? Are they going to yeah. use it? It's like such a weird it's, distractional it's, argument. Are, yeah. Are there not more important things to be doing than that? Like, it's well, just just more important things for them to be doing. I mean, it's more focused. It's, it's it's the equivalent of somebody saying they need they they want to go on a diet and lose weight. Yeah. And then starting an ice sculpture. You're like, well. <laughs> What do you want to do? I yeah. want to lose weight. Then why are you ice sculpting? <laughs> well, you know, it's important. You know, I like to get my views across. Still- <laughs> yeah, but don't you need to lose weight and exercise? Like, shouldn't you focus on that? Like, yeah, but, nah. you know, th- this is what's important. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, then let's do that then. No, because I need to, it's just please make up your mind on what it is that you would like to do. Yeah. Swimming pool is feminine. And that's obvious why, because it's, it, it's wet and it stings your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I think it's people projecting their own views onto something and then assuming that that's the way the world sees it as well. <laughs> the same as the Sleeping Beauty thing. It's like saying, oh, I can't believe our schools are trying to teach our kids to rape. It's like, whoa, like, the thing is, they're not there doing are, that. You're thinking these things. There are certain, th- there, like, I'm an advocate of, of thinking, but not overthinking. Mm. And there are certain things that don't need to be thought about. 
Like if so, if if in that instance someone comes up and is just like, oh, I'd never really thought about it. Good, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Fucking leave it alone. It doesn't need any extra thought. It's it's like it's it's a language. It doesn't discriminate against anybody. It's mm. it's something that you use to get your thoughts across. And at no point has you have you ever been incapable of doing that. So just 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 fucking ignore it. It's a tool. <laughs> well, just think. I'm 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 an advocate for think for thinking about everything. But just at some point, you got to think: Are you really taking a stand? Are you? Is this your fight that you want to? go to war for it's like because yeah. if it is then hey go for it maybe something good will happen out of it yeah but go into it with an adult mind and having thought through it and thought through the cons and the negatives and be aware that it's going to be misinterpreted and just say look this is what i really believe in yeah. not just i want this to happen so it has to happen yeah it's like that nah, just think about it like what well think about it practically would it be doable is it viable you'd have to rewrite every single french book in history yeah maybe you'd have to do that maybe you wouldn't maybe you should just try to learn to deal with those kind with the language and be like that's just how the language is i'll speak a different language yeah or something like that but yeah to it's people project their fears or their um uh paranoia or their whatever their beliefs are onto other things and then for some reason treat them as if they're real mm. it's like no you're, you're just thinking these things like think the think them a bit more yeah and then figure it out don't be like oh i hope the world doesn't you know fall oh it's gonna the world's falling <laughs> <laughs> chill out give yourself some time to um a a, uh, a father grieved at the wrong grave for 30 years <laughs> uh, a father discovered that he'd been grieving for his daughter at the wrong grave for 30 years because of a misplaced headstone George Schultz's daughter, Victoria, died less than two days after she was born in July 1988. Oh, my God. So it's like, really, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not like, it's a smaller hole. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not as if they, oh, they confused it with the dog cemetery. It's like, no, it's just, oh, you know, just please have some professionalism in that respect, please. <laughs> Uh, he's buried at the uh, at the Southern Cemetery in Manchester. Mr. Salt uh, said Southern? He f- Southern. Oh, okay. <laughs> Southern Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, two days is pretty sudden. Pretty sudden. You know. yeah. uh, Mr. Salt said he felt let down that he had, fa- uh, he had found out by being faced with an empty spot where the gravestone had been. So he just got there and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dave. I think I placed that headstone in the wrong. <laughs> just move it quick. No one will notice. It's just been replaced with the statue of a cat. <laughs> huh? Uh, Manchester City Council apologised for the distress he'd suffered. Mr. Salt, who'd been who'd visited the grave twice a year for thirty years, said, "I looked down and I was completely gobsmacked. I thought, 30 where's he years? gone? Huh? Thirty years." He was grieving. Yeah, he visited the grave. Why did they change it after 30 years? 30 years? Um, I thought it was like a fuck last week. Yeah. 30 years no. later, some guy's having a drink so in the I pub and... Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I think I fucked up 30 years ago. <laughs> um, he, then, he then found the headstone, which marks a public grave containing the remains of Victoria and 16 others in a different spot. Ugh. So it's well, like a... Yeah. It's like a... Well, it's not... A, a mass grave is a bad term, but like yeah, it's a, but it's, it's like a, a pile grave. Of grave. Yeah, um, 
The stone had been moved in error during the 1980s to a vacant plot, but the mistake was only discovered this year when the cemetery workers checked records and moved it to the correct place. So not only... So it's in the right place now, and he came back and couldn't find it, but he's actually just been grieving over nothing for 30 years. Yeah. I just, I just wasn't told. I feel so let down, Mr. Salt said. When you go to a grave, you sit and talk and say what your troubles are. But the annoying thing is you talk to a piece of ground and she's not there. <laughs> yeah. um, the council said they accepted something clearly went wrong in the 1980s and had offered sincere apologies to Mr. Salt for the distress that he'd suffered. The passing of time meant that they were unable to say why it was moved to the wrong plot, the authority added. What caused this? Yeah, but just, hang on. just the passing yeah, of but- time. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn into winter. Yeah. <laughs> and so but that doesn't explain why they didn't notify him. No, they didn't tell anyone. It's 30 like, years later, they knew they were moving the headstone. They yeah. could read what the headstone read. Yeah. Just like, be like excuse yeah. me, Mr. How will we know who to tell? Well, yeah. <laughs> he says he she was survived by. Yeah. <laughs> just read that. Yeah. No. No, no, disrespectful. Just, just move it. Yeah, that's the other weird one, isn't it? Talking, um, we're talking before about social cues and kind of society things that you shouldn't do or you feel obliged to do or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Graves and cemeteries and churches. Look, the amount of times I've been asked not to swear in a church. Yeah, not that I, <laughs> and not because I've sworn in church. It's just because people know that I people swear. expect you to swear so you, yeah. yeah and it's like well okay but I don't care if I swear in a church yeah like does do people care like, oh but the priest I don't care about the priest <laughs> why do you think that I could you can swear in, you can swear in a supermarket at an old lady but you won't swear in front of a priest why I don't understand I think it's because it's it's because they make it out to be a house well this is this is God's house and God has rules <laughs> yeah but, but then people swear at their kids yeah, you know, that, that's their, their house. house. Oh, it's not God's house. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's definitely a weird... Uh, I, I'm desensitised to that, but there must have been a time where, like, the priest was revered as something, you know, priests, some, a, a special uh, member of society I chosen still, by I God. I still think priests are respected in a sense, but then... Uh, I see them as just, like, old and gentle people. They used to... Yeah, exactly. Pretty They'd, much it. Yeah. The, every, every, I've, never, I've never met a priest that I didn't like. Like mm. they were always very likable, sometimes a bit dull. But, but no, I wouldn't talk. To, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go to them for advice. Yeah, no, I think at no, some exactly. point well, they, they were did, seen. Yeah, they were seen as like advice. like wise sages and figureheads. Yeah, of the well, village just the whole and, therapist of the town kind of. Yeah, thing. everyone talked to them, so they got used to. Yeah, well, that's to what confession was and stuff. Yeah. You go to talk to the priest because your marriage is breaking down, and they counsel <laughs> counsel you through it. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a weird thing, especially around cemeteries and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, there is a weird feeling. It's not superstition, but I think it's the same kind of energy as superstition. Mm. Of like, you shouldn't walk over somebody's grave. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. step on top of horizontal, of vertically, where their body is in a box. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. thing. Like somebody's, somebody's body, because I'm very much like, don't care, once you're dead, you're dead. Your mm. body's just carbon, it breaks down, and then life goes on. Like, it's a thing. It's not yours. But then if a loved dead, one died like and but, someone spat on their grave Well, that's just it. Like, yeah, I would like, still, that would be like, weird... what the fuck are you doing? And I'm not going to go walking over other people's graves. Yeah, and like, yeah. there is still like an, almost an, an unspoken respect. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, it's a weird social thing that's designed, I think, again, to solve some kind of subconscious questions in your mind. Mm. It's like, yeah, you don't believe in the afterlife, 
but when you know you should still respect the dead yeah and then that implies some kind of afterlife yeah giving of some kind and there's a whole weird subconscious thing that makes forces things to make sense in a way that your conscious mind yeah. just doesn't really get I think it's deflected as a way to respect the dead and it's actually just a way to, res- to, to respect the living. It's like, well, once somebody's buried, you, all, of, all of the grieving and all of the everything is now contained within this spot and this is, this is a sacred spot where they come to, come, come to, mm. um, to, to, to talk things through. And to, and, and, Maybe, and but then like there's that. also other stuff and about You can't funerals. disrespect that area. Yeah, like you can't cry at a funeral. You can't scream. Mm. Like, if, if I'm truly grieving, I'm screaming a primal scream. Yeah. And I, just, I always get the impression that this won't be very welcome. Yeah. Like, it's very much a, no, you shouldn't be doing this here. It depends. It depends. You should go, you should that's just a, That's a societal thing. There are plenty yeah. of cultures that are, are very emotional yeah. But it's funerals. the same energy restraining people from doing that kind of thing that's yeah. doing the same thing as walking on someone's grave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and doing yeah. That, so it's that weird kind of subconscious superstition not, it's not superstitious supernatural it's odd supernatural like, I'm, feeling of, of i'm always very kind things. of like you 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 people should be open and more honest about their feelings and everything mm. like that but i will always stop myself from crying at funerals always and i don't know what it is mm. like i don't i don't know what it is about that it's not like oh, i'm embarrassed or anything like that i just for for some reason, I have this thing about me where it's like, no, I I I need to be strong and stoic, and and it, it and like it's not that I'll I'll ne- I never will like I'll do that in my own time or anything like or something mm. like that somewhere that feels more appropriate. For some reason, it doesn't feel appropriate to me to do it at a funeral, but mm. I don't begrudge anyone else for doing it. It's yeah. just purely about my own feelings about that. But again, it's that weird kind. Of, that feels like almost ritualistic. Yeah. in terms yeah. of like I can't explain it. I don't know things. why it is. I just know that that's how yeah. I am. I get that if it was a family thing because I'm an older brother. Mm. Um, that if something was to happen within the family. I would be somewhat looked to to lead by example. Yes, yeah. And it is that if I feeling. was to be emotionally vulnerable in that situation, yeah. while it would be the right thing to do, I get the feeling that I shouldn't do it in that situation because I should be the person keeping it together. It is that feeling it's because a weird like I social thing. It's it's always it's I've I've never been to a funeral. I don't think that wasn't for a, a family member. Mm. It's always been some yeah someone of my extended family or something like that. It's never it's never been a friend or or something like that. Mm. I, I don't think it has anyway. Oh, good remember. friend, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, and because it's extended family, like you're sitting behind and you're seeing the people on the front row mm. who are like absolutely 100% directly connected to this person. Mm. So you're then like, I, I have no right to, to, to supersede. Like you almost look to them for their, for the level that they're at and be like, well, I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't surpass that. Mm. I have to kind of hold myself together because this is their day. This is their their, their place mm. I'm I very much feel like an onlooker I guess yeah I don't know I think the, the, been to yeah one of the funerals I went to um, the daughter of the woman who died like um, she was being cremated and for that cremation ceremony like there was a cardboard box in the middle of the church that had like a, was on an elevator and so I don't think they did the cremation right there and then but the ceremonial thing was to press a button and then the coffin lowers yeah 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 and like everyone was kind of like timid and that kind of stuff but then as soon as this daughter saw the box like start to descend she's mm. like screamed like yeah. a big like no kind of thing yeah and you're like that just feels like yeah that's that's not something that you should keep within yourself yeah feels like no you're just trying to you know figure stuff out and do that kind of stuff oh. and yeah express it 
but yeah, it's just so strange that there's this, there's this weird, unspoken, supernatural kind of law mm. that we kind of feel uh, that we have to abide by. Whether it's not swearing in front of your parents because that might be disrespectful yeah. to, you know, not um, spitting on the floor because that's dis- yeah. It's a respect thing. It's a weird kind of hierarchical structure that we've got that we've kind of tried to abide by that exists even through death. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it seems so strange. Yeah, that you have to live your life a certain way, and then when you die, people have to treat your death a certain way. Mm. It's like just why can't we just do it how it naturally comes? And you go, well, because most people don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, so they need some kind of guidance. I, th- I, I think it's I um, yeah. I, I I think time plays a big thing in it. To be honest, I mean, like most funerals happen within two three weeks after someone's mm. died. But my one of my uncles passed a few years ago, and he died in like foreign country. Yeah, and it took them so long to get the body back off the authorities and get it back over here. I think it was like maybe maybe two months, mm. two and a half months, maybe. Um, so by the time the funeral happened, the kind of grieving process that everyone goes through, even mm. his closest family, like I'm sure it was a very emotional day for them, but yeah. a lot of the, the hard Wasn't feelings. As raw. Had, yeah, it's exactly. So they hit the button for his coffin to go down and it started playing fucking Burn Baby Burn yeah. and like and like, like Disco Inferno and stuff. And like and every it was not a celebration, but everyone yeah. was just like that is absolutely what he would have wanted, and everyone was like really happy and everything. Yeah, like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a it was a different vibe, and I think time plays a massive part in yeah. the way you adhere to traditions i reckon that you do need um i think that it's it's one thing to say that you should know how to deal with your emotions and you should be allowed to deal with it in your own way but yeah i think you've got to remember that most people don't know how to deal with themselves no they need that kind of a structure framework yeah to be like this is the grave and this is where you grieve and this is the where the watering plants are and yeah you know you need to water it and do all that kind of stuff mm. and if that helps them which it probably does fair enough to yeah. them but I'm not sure that it handled in exactly the right way to kind of switch the graves yeah. <laughs> 30 years later. Well, this I isn't think. the spot anymore. Like, yeah, this is my he, spot's he over ritualized there. for 30 years, yeah. like grieving in that spot. And yeah. while, you know, it's got it's nothing like to do... It's like moving house. It's like you move house. It's like, this isn't home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this is it's going to take This isn't my dead child anymore. <laughs> Yeah. The thing I found I find amazing about that is how strong a connection you form in such a short period of time, just purely because yeah. of biology. Like he knew a baby for two days mm. and then celebrated her life for thirty years. And then even then, he might not have seen her for those for say those medical complications. Yeah, he might have only held her for an hour. Yeah, or something like that. I guess that's yeah. that's amazing. I, like, maybe it's not always like that. I I, mm. I I can't fathom that kind of connection. Well, no, I don't know. I the limited experience I have of parenthood, yeah, uh, is just having a dog, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, there's definitely some strange level of higher bonding that you get, which yeah. which everyone's always said, and I've always been like, oh no, yeah, I love dogs, yeah, but then there's a different, there's, there's such a weird difference between a family dog, yeah, and my Your dog, dog. Yeah. it's so it's so strange because there's yeah. all this love with both I, of them, it's it's unrelatable with anything else. Like yeah. I could I could be like I would be in really heavy heavy horrible grief for a long time if I lost Vex, yeah, but if I'd known her for two days, obviously there's no connection there. Yeah. Like I'd, you might be sad. But, but then like, again, well, what, what if you knew her for a year? Yeah, I think that it would be stronger, right? And I yes. think that yeah. the it's not just having the baby for those two days, like the pregnancy and the planning, it's all that yeah. kind of stuff had this kind of 
strange extra relationship that he had before getting to know the baby as well. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Well, he had the miracle of fatherhood. You know, the miracle, isn't that incredible bonding moment with it? Yeah. And then it was ripped away. So mm. I think it's, yeah, definitely understand how he can be pissed that they threw I'd... her in a pile. I can, yeah, I can, I completely and again, understand. That shouldn't I matter. Just, was, shouldn't matter where you're yeah. buried. Shouldn't matter if you're buried with another person next to you. Mm. But there's this weird subconscious thing that goes like, no, that should not be the case. Yeah, I completely yeah, understand. And I, I get. I, I completely understand where he's coming from. I, ju- mm. I just found it incredible, like the like yeah. that that bond you grow with. Well, you see, I don't know how photoshopped they are, but you see these things like German shepherds are very loyal, like famously loyal dogs, mm. and like have been known to stay by the grave of their owner. Yeah, and you go yeah. like, how the f- well, how can the dog process what's gone on? Yeah, how can the dog know that you're in this grave? Yeah. You know, but it's just like that. Yep, just do that. And then there's all these random videos you get of dogs that like walk their owner to the station, then stay at the station all day while their owner's at work. And Mm. then when they get back, they're like, hey, what's up? Let's go home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's weird the bonds that I think people can make with people and animals and stuff like that. It's just weird that it's this unspoken kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, that's the that's the death and destruction out of the oh, way. Yeah. So on, on, to, on to more death and destruction. Um, Facebook expresses regret after balloons and confetti decorate posts about deadly Indonesian earthquake. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> uh, it's your two-year friendiversary with the earthquake. <laughs> uh, an algorithm set off the animation when users wrote Salamat. <laughs> I thought it was some kind of public PR thing where like no. they flew over and dropped confetti on a land and it happened to land on a... No, it's no. just a, an animation given when, yeah. when, when trying to express sorrow about a <laughs> yeah. tragedy. Hooray! Uh, in the wake of environmental disaster on Sunday in Lombok... I haven't read anything about this earthquake, actually, but I, I know it's happened. Um, that claimed the lives of nearly 100 people and left an estimated 20,000 people homeless. The Indonesian word has multiple English translations, including congratulations, happy... Unhurt and safe. <laughs> <laughs> and earthquake. Um, or is it the town's called Salamat? No, something? no, no. It's 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 people saying, it's okay, I'm safe, and Facebook reading it as, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's something to celebrate, you know. It's not bad news. Well, the, the word means literally, congratulations, and in other situations, it means unhurt and safe. <laughs> Uh, Herman Sescano, a PhD student in computer science at Northeastern University, raised the issue Sunday on his Twitter account after the 6.9 magnitude earthquake in Lombok. Mm. Facebook users wrote, I hope people will survive. And then Facebook highlighted the word Salamat and threw balloons and confetti. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like on a different level, but you know, the phrase we need to talk... Could be like, oh my god, we're having a baby. Yeah, we need to talk. Yeah, so balloons, and it's like, no, we need to talk. So I'm breaking up. <laughs> balloons. Um, well, I think this was a weird earthquake because it interrupted people's videos, as in, like, there's people celebrating a birthday. Yeah, and there's a few of these. I think I've seen glimpses of online about people experiencing the earthquake in real time. So, like, having a night out and laughing, and then suddenly people realizing there's an earthquake, and then trying to i haven't heard of that before so it's been aftermath videos 
Yeah. And this one seems to have hit during people streaming or whatever. <laughs> people recording loving affairs. And then, yeah, lots of people die. Yeah. Yeah. Earthquakes are, are, are like... Uh, they're, they're odd. We don't get them much over here. You'll feel like it might mm. get an odd wobble here and there. But, like, just the idea that you would... That, well, I, willingly, I suppose you've got no choice about where you're brought up and everything like mm. that. But that you would be like, I'll live here. The earth might swallow me up at some point. Yeah. Well, again, it's probably only within the last hundred years or so that people have been, like, figuring out what it actually is. Yeah. And before it was, like, some kind of supernatural thing that was going on. And yeah. Maybe if we yeah. sacrifice God another sheep. No. Yeah, maybe then, if we kill a child, then yeah. that'll release this curse. Yeah. Which kind of trying to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Subconsciously. That, Not knowing are... that there's a place over here that has no earthquakes <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, just being unaware of it. Yeah. But then why does... I mean... This again feeds into my whole issue of joy, right? Of just why does Facebook have to celebrate everything? Oh, I don't know. It, it drives if you me write nuts. congratulations, why do you have to? I didn't buy them balloons. <laughs> don't send them balloons. Yeah. Can you at least ask me if I want to send balloons? Yeah. Like you know, it's just forcing you to use emojis. Yeah. And that's how they're going to take over the world. <laughs> just, I don't use emojis and I don't use animations. I'd rather. I, I, if somebody told me that they'd been diagnosed with cancer, I might say congratulations. And well, actually, when I think about it, that'd be better if it sent balloons. <laughs> well, you send you send flowers to a hospital when someone's got bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess balloons sometimes, maybe. But just I don't, it's like a weird autocorrect, isn't it? It's like yeah. what you've said, what you've texted is fine, but we just think. You should throw some balloons as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, it but I don't want to. Yeah, but you the should. Context of what you're doing, <laughs> and then they're doing it with balloons. They're going to do it with something else, like I don't know. Send a little gift of the Grim Reaper when you yeah. say "rest in peace." But it's just it's just a wild contrast. Like it's the same thing would happen if you filled an airbag in a car with confetti and had a massive smash, and like <laughs> it's just confetti everywhere. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I was. I'm glad I told you about this, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, in other news, a uh, man has been charged with walking a pig without a lead <laughs> in Norwich. <Yeah>. Oi! <laughs> Stop that. Uh, Norfolk police were called to Prince of Wales Road on Wednesday and found an untethered pig running around with a dog, which bit one of the officers. The uh, dog or the pig? It wasn't clear. I, it was I think the dog. The dog. Yeah, I, I don't... Well, maybe maybe pigs are quite bitey, I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. Mm. Um, the man was arrested and later charged with the highways and public orders offence and having a dangerous... Highway of... <laughs> and having a dangerously out of control dog. cross co. <laughs> no pigs. <laughs> quite clear in the green cross code. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the pig was taken away by the RSPCA and the man will appear in court later. Officers <laughs> were called to reports of a man being abusive to members of the public on Wednesday. He was charged... Viper pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was charged under Section 155 of the Highways Act of 1980 with having a pig untethered and loose on a public highway. <laughs> Again, I guess it kind of makes sense. You know, don't have a loose pig because it might run into traffic. Yeah, might might do something. Yeah, or like I've seen people walk. I've seen people walking a snake. Okay, with a lead. <laughs> and I'm like, do you understand physics? Do you understand snakes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, an officer who took a photograph of the pig said he was lost for words. <laughs> I, 
picture. I don't think it's that one. I, I'm just going to take a picture. It's like, it takes yeah. it and balloons. <laughs> 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 I don't, don't understand. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just out of the phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Yeah, he's right. As soon as you put something in a weird situation, like if you went... If 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 you're if you're walking along if you if you're driving along a country road you'll see sheep and goats and shit just walking yeah, along the road it's perfectly not crossing fine. bridges as but well. put a pig in the city and everyone <laughs> loses their mind <laughs> you're not meant to be here <laughs> <laughs> what's this pig doing in this coffee shop <laughs> I can't process with it what is it um uh, I think it's a dark night line oh, uh, people yeah. hate chaos they can't stand it. Unless there's a plan, even if the plan is chaos. Yeah. The fact that there's a plan soothes everybody. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's like pigs, yes. Pigs yeah. are wild, yes. In the coffee shop, no. <laughs> oh, but he's here promoting his new book. Okay. <laughs> have some balloons. Yeah, I guess I, guess I understand. <laughs> I'll have a latte, please. <laughs> 